0: Jeez. Recorded live.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good
2: afternoon. <laughs> this
3: is Gloria, and this is our call to worship for the fourth Saturday on November the nineteenth, two thousand and sixteen. This is our. 30 39th Saturday of Meeting, and I bring you greetings on behalf of my pastor, Dr. Millicent Black, and I welcome you to Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. Now one thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above all enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle knackle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Again, welcome, and thank you so much for being here again today. I want to uh, let you know who's going to be serving on our worship team today. We have Sister Cassandra Lewis, who's managing our talk you line. Minister Juanita Purdy will serve as our worship leader. Brother Jay Larenville will word our altar prayer, and of course our uh, great and wonderful Pastor Millicent Black will preside over the entire service. Just a few announcements for the week. Don't forget our Bible study on Wednesday night. That's November the 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Time, and please uh, adjust. Your attendance, based on your particular time zone, our subject will be Living Waters from Revelations, the 22nd chapter, the 1st through the 7th verse. If you are able, please plan to attend next Saturday, the prayer team ministry call at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time uh, under the leadership of Minister Juanita Purdy. And uh, I'll just mention real briefly, but I'm sure Sister Juanita and uh, Dr. Black will uh, thank you all for participating in a beautiful 24-hour prayer watch and fast that began on last night, November the 18th, through through, um, actually up until worship time. And so thank you again, uh, Minister Purdy, for giving leadership to that um, great time in the Lord. And at this time, if all of our hearts and minds are clear, I'm going to turn it over right now without
1: further ado to Sister Purdy.
4: Good afternoon or good evening. I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord for being here. I bless the Lord for allowing us to come together and worship one more time in his presence. Under the leadership of Dr. Millicent Black, I want to bless the Lord for her leadership, for her her persistence, her tenacity, and her. Grace. So I just, I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank the Lord for each and every one of you in your respective places. It, I know that it, it all of this could not happen except um each one of you chose to be obedient to the Lord, and so i so um I am deeply grateful because I am deeply filled and I am full of joy and power and um and power in the Lord, not my own, but just having. Being in his presence for the 24-hour watch, um, it just, it has moved me um, in, in, to a new level. And so I just bless the Lord for it. Um, and I thank each and every person. I just, I want to um, acknowledge each person now before, you know, we fully go into service. But um I want to acknowledge Brother Jay who um, did the, I mean, just the deliverance prayer, and it was on time. And I just blessed the Lord because we needed that. We needed that deliverance. And so I blessed the Lord. I blessed the Lord for Wanda um, who came in at 9 and also 9 last night. Amen. And... um and who did a tremendous, tremendous job in in lifting up our situation and and, and really teaching us, you know, uh, the different types of supplications that we make before the Lord, and um, the beautiful, beautiful, the beautiful duo this morning at a six o'clock was just awesome with. Sister Gloria and Pastor Millicent, I mean, it was like just a perfect, you know, duo where I don't know, it seems as though you guys might have planned that. I don't know, but it it was just great. She would sing and uh, Pastor Millicent would pray or read a prayer and it was just awesome. It was just fantastic. So I, I, I just felt the Holy Spirit just filling me up and, and just a revelation, revelation um, that came out of the prayer. So I bless the Lord. I hope each and every one of you received uh, a, just a divine anointment and appointment under the prayer and the fast. I know it was just it was great hearing it. So um, I, I bless the Lord for covering us. Um, through this 24-hour watch, and um, it was able to be done, you know. um, So God is good. He is good. Amen. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure, you know, um, Dr. Black will, you know, go into it a little more, but God is good, and I just feel so, I I just feel so anointed right now. Um, We are going to Open with the song, but I don't know what the song is, uh, so um, someone can fill me in because I didn't get the information.
1: We are without a psalmist this
5: afternoon, and we can we can decide right now if you like, y'all can hear me, or we could hear Gloria, or if Wanda's with us, we you hear Wanda, or if it's Juanita, or we can all sing one together.
4: Ooh. You know, I Sister Gloria sung a song this morning um, that was just really, I mean, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was good. I almost said encore, but I had to remember where I was <laughs> and what the, the. but the, the last one you sung, Sister Gloria. I,
5: I don't remember what it
4: was. Oh, oh
5: I think, okay. I think the, the, the last one was Best of Assurance.
3: The first one was Jesus. Well, how about (laughs) this is the day, this is the day the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will enter his gates. With thanksgiving in my heart, I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, he has made me glad. He has made me glad, he has made me glad. I will rejoice, for he hath made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice, for he hath made me glad. Amen,
1: Amen,
4: amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Yes, he has made me glad. I bless the Lord, I tell you. I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, I'm feeling his presence and his anointing right now. So I just rejoice in his presence. I honor his presence. I want to come to you. I'm telling you this it's so powerful. I want to come to you from um, Ezekiel. The scripture is Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. I just pray that you all go back and meditate on this this scripture, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. And it reads from the New International Version. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, O oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones, and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord say to these bones: I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I was and as I was prophesying. There was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord said. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breathed, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says O oh, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declared the Lord. Amen. 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 If you got the revelation of it, amen. Say amen. Receive the prophecy of your life being given back to you. Receive the prophecy of of you having breath and strength of God to become an army in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you right now, Father God, for your, your word that you tell us to prophesy to our situations in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are prophesying right now to our situations, dead situations that might have gotten from under us, Father God. We declare right now the power of your breath to breathe life right back into it. Father God I thank you Lord that even if the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy you come to give life and Lord we are prophesying that you are are breathing life into our our hope you're breathing life into our strength you're breathing life into our bodies Father God you're breathing life into our thoughts our minds being transformed in the likeness of Christ Lord I thank you for breathing life into us in the name of Jesus, that we will live again and proclaim your goodness and proclaim your glory, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the life. I thank you for, for speaking life into us. Lord, we prophesy, we speak the word as you command us to Lord, I thank you. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for the service that even as, as uh, Reverend Dr. Blight, speak the word, Father God, that it will speak life into situations, speak life into souls, speak life, Father God, into hope, Lord, that is in your glory in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father God. That you have breathed life on us, Lord, and we have become an army fighting the battle, waging war against the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for it. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. Lord, we call it done. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for the 24-hour prayer call. Lord, I thank you for, for it having its place in our life. And doing the work that it is a seed planted to do the work that you call it to do, to bring us up to the place where you need us to be, Father God, so that we will walk in your power. We will walk in your anointing, Father God. We will walk in your strength. We will walk in your health in the name of Jesus. I just bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for it. I thank you for each and every person who who hosted and each and every person who participated and stood in agreement in the unity, Father God, of one body, seeking your faith for our situation. I thank you, Father God, that you have answered and you responded to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you. For your voice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. And um, we have another song.
0: Thank you, Lord. Lord, Lord, thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been Lord. Amen,
4: amen, amen. 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 Next, we have also prayer by uh, Brother Jay Laurendale. Amen. Amen.
2: Heavenly Father, the one who created this earth, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one true God. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you on today. We thank you for everything you have done in our lives and continue to do in our lives. Father, we thank you that even as we pray, you are using us. And we pray that we are found worthy to stand up and do what you will have us to do on the earth for your kingdom and your glory, Father. Father, we thank you for this ministry, Refuge from the Storm. Father, let the blood of Jesus cover this ministry. Father, in Jesus' name, we rebuke all of the attacks of the enemy on this call and the listeners on the call or who are dialing in. Father, we pray that this ministry continues to increase with members Yes, Father. Father, we pray that you cleanse our hearts and minds from all evil and distracting thoughts. Father, we ask that you bless the speaker of the hour and those who hear the word. Father, we pray that the word will speak to our hearts and comfort us, that we may know that we have the victory through Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for another day to hear your word and that it will strengthen us and guard our hearts and minds. Father, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen.
4: amen. Amen, amen, amen. Next we'll have a song followed by the message
1: from um, Dr. Reverend Melissa Black. Jesus mm-hmm. Jesus,
3: Jesus, there is something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance After the rain Jesus 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 Let all heaven and earth Proclaim Kings and kingdoms Shall all Pass away, but there's something about that name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is something about that name. Savior Jesus Like the fragrance After the rain Jesus Jesus
0: Jesus
3: Let all heaven Earth proclaim, kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Amen 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 Amen
5: The Lord for he is good And his mercy endures forever The next part of that verse says Let the redeemed of the Lord say so I believe we've said it in these last 24 hours We've made sure that heaven and earth Knew that we know we are the redeemed I do believe that devils and demons have also stood on the sidelines and watched the redeemed of the Lord take our places at the throne of God. I so appreciate everyone who participated in these last 24 hours. If you participated by hosting or participated by coming and joining in, if you weren't able to come but you joined in at your own home, I still appreciate all of you for what has been done and what has taken place in these last 24 hours not just in the last 24 hours, but since January, the third Saturday in January um, in March, the third Saturday in March, 2016. I appreciate all of you who have have started with us and stayed with us and those who have come along since we began. We are fast approaching our our first-year anniversary, and we give God the glory and the thanks and praise for that. But in the midst of what's happened, even in these last eight months, God has been so lifted up and so glorified and so magnified, and I am so glad to have all of you working with me for the purpose of lifting up the name of Jesus and advancing the kingdom of our God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Minister Juanita has done an exceptional job with getting our, our prayer, uh, 24-hour prayer and praise service going and it works just perfectly well. We learned about the eight watches. I am so thankful to have, have had the opportunity to know more about it and to participate in one. So now I know exactly how it works. I thank God that. It's important that we learn all of the many mechanisms and, and avenues through which prayer can take place because that's all the many ways that God can be used to bless us not Mm -hmm. just to bless us, but that we can participate in what he's doing in the earth. It's important that we understand that God uses us to pray his will into the earth so that he can do what he wants to do. Well, goodness, thank you, Father, for allowing us to be part of your plan in prayer. Each one of you that that played a part, and I I just ditto and, and tag on to what Minister Juanita said about each of you who who acted as hosts and the stellar job that you did, the way you approached God in prayer. And I do believe that the heavens were open unto us. I also know that the enemy was very, very upset, and so I've had to suffer all day long. But God God, is still good, and I'm still preaching the word of God. I Mm -hmm. thank God for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right on into the word this afternoon because I've said to thank you and 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 the, the place I'll I'll start is just by giving God praise and honor and glory that is due His name and thanking Jesus for being the one that allows me to say I am the redeemed. Yes, thank you, Lord. I've been been meditating on the scripture since since two Sundays ago. Um. A little bit came here and a little bit came there and and it and, and, mm, didn't take long for it all to come together because God began to confirm that this was the direction he wanted me to go by others in the last week. So I am so thankful that God has shared his good news with me.
1: And I'm going to share it with you. Genesis 37. Genesis 37 verses 8 through 10. And verses 18 through 20. I'd like you to go and and, and look at it if you've got your Bibles with you. I'd
5: like you to turn to it and look at it with me. It's a very, very familiar scripture. It's one that has a lot of power in it um, simply because of what God did in the midst of all of that and how he worked a plan. From beginning to end, and nobody really knew what was going on but God. And again, Millicent, it's uh, uh, Exodus 37, 8 through
6: 10, and what was the second? second? Okay, it's
5: Genesis. Genesis 37. Genesis 37. Genesis 37, 8 through 10. Okay. And 18 through 20. Only I'm going to start at verse 5. Verse 5 reads, One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream and again he told his brothers about it. If you'll just underline every time you see the word dream all through this discourse about Joseph and his brothers you're going to see the word dream. Listen, I had I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time, this was something you may have to mute. Okay. This time he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dream meant. Do you have the phone muted? I'm
6: I'm trying my best. My um my um, computer internet um, connection.
0: Okay.
1: that better that's better
5: all of you on the phone also if you would mute yourself that would also help
1: to contain some of the noise I'm going to start at verse 18 when Joseph's brothers saw him coming they recognized him in the distance
5: as he approached they made plans to kill him here comes the dreamer they said Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dream. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so thankful that it's in you that we live and move and have our being. We also, God, glad that we look unto you and unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher, of our faith. We thank you, Father, for the the times that you have given us dreams, dreams of being wives and mothers, dreams of being executives, dreams of being teachers, and, God, so many other dreams you've placed in our hearts, dreams of having nice homes and nice cars. But most importantly, oh, God, we thank you for a dream that could be fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and that was a dream of being a child of the living God serving you and worshiping you in our strength and in the strength that you give us. And then, God, we just thank you for the word today. We ask you, God, that you would unveil it as only you can. Give us, O oh God, the deep treasures of the mystery of the word of God this day so that we, O oh God, might know that there is yet a dream to be fulfilled and the fulfilling of it is not enough, for but it's in you. But help us, oh, God, to stay the course while we wait. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray and we praise you for all of your many blessings. Amen. And so the the title of the message, There is Destiny in Your Dreams. There is destiny in your dreams. Many things have been written about dreams. Some people turn to other people to interpret their dreams. People used to come to my grandmother to tell them what their dreams meant. Some pay to have their dreams interpreted. One man's dream became part of the destiny of those of us who lived during and beyond the civil rights era. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. recited his famous I Have a Dream speech at the Lincoln Memorial before thousands of people, six different times he shared the dreams that he had not just for his own family, but for the people of God. In the very last statement he made in that speech about his dreams, he said, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope, and this is the faith that I go back to the south with, says Dr. King. With this faith, we will be able to heal out the mountains of despair, a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discord of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. Like Martin Luther King, Jr., Joseph, son of Jacob and Rachel, had a dream. Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob and the firstborn of his mother, who had been unable to have children until God opened her womb. Jacob actually had children by both his wives, who were sisters, and by two of their servants, hence the 12 sons of Jacob, which became the 12 tribes of Israel. This is also how Joseph had stepbrothers, whose mothers, were Leah, Rachel's sister, Billah, and Ziplah. Joseph also had a full brother named Benjamin. Joseph was envied by at least ten of his brothers because of the closeness that he had with their father. Joseph also told of his brothers when they, he told on his brothers, when they misbehaved, which kept him at odds with them. You know how it is when There are, actually he was younger than the older ones, and so he was kind of the youngest one, always telling on the the big brothers, and they were always angry at him. Then Joseph began to have these dreams that became yet another bone of contention between them. The first dream the brothers interpreted to mean that they themselves would bow down to Joseph, and they became angry because they thought Joseph was trying to place himself over them. The second dream, Jacob interpreted to include him and Rachel, and he put Joseph down because of the dream. What all of them failed to see is that God is the only one who can give interpretation of God's dream. God often used dreams and visions, which were waking dreams, in the Old Testament to reveal his plans, to further his plans and to elevate his people to positions of influence. Ask the Pharaoh, who we will hear from later in today's message. Ask Daniel how he became second in command in Babylon. Or Solomon, ask him where he was when God spoke to him in a dream about wisdom. God spoke to Balaam in a dream and told him not to go trying to curse the children of Israel because God had already blessed them. It takes God to interpret God's dreams, and he used them in most significant ways to benefit his people. As I thought about dreams, I became aware that different circumstances causes one to dream while asleep. There are natural dreams. Sometimes the wrong food can cause one to dream. You know that piece of pizza you had just before bedtime? Or going to bed with too much on your mind can cause a person to dream. Now, I was told by a perpetrator who was standing in my home, don't let nobody steal your dream. I had no idea that he and many others were waiting in line to try and change the course of my destiny and cause me to miss the blessings that God had for me. You see, electronic dreams now used to seek to change and to misinterpret and misdirect the dream that God has has for us. My research though tells me that there are other reasons why men dream. Dreaming is said to be a symbolic language designed to communicate your inner wisdom to you while you are asleep. Sometimes we pray for answers, ask God to give us answers and we receive those answers in a dream. Researchers says that dreams are processed in our subconscious who sends messages as symbols and images which delivers ideas as situations in a visual language. Most experts believe that dreams assist the body to rest and repair and rejuvenate itself. However, Joseph's dreams Sent to him by God had specific and significant meaning, not just to Joseph and his family, but to the survival of Israel as a whole. It also became the fulfillment of a promise that God had made to Abraham, Joseph's great-grandfather. In all of Jacob's experiences with God, the Bible says that he only wondered about the dream. He didn't go to God and ask what the dream meant but God was working. Four places Joseph found himself as a result of these dreams. The pit, the palace, the prison, and then in the most prominent position of Egypt. The scripture says that Joseph's brother conspired brothers conspired together to rid themselves of this troublemaker who now wants them to bow down to him. So Joseph's first stop on his way to the end of God's plan for his life was the pit. The scriptures read, when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dream." But when Reuben heard of their scheme, he came to Joseph's rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty system here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben, though, was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. Whenever there's a mob, all of them don't want to see you dead. We all need to hear that. In fact, you never know who is actually working to save your life. I once got stopped on the side of the road by a police officer, and this was shortly after the targeting began. He took my my driver's license and went back to his vehicle and looked at my tag, came back, and he... Deliberately bent down in the car and looked me in the face, and he said to me, "We're not all bad, sweetie." I can't tell you how much that has meant to me. That was that year, two thousand and four, and since that time, I can't tell you how many times that phrase has come back to me, and how many times I found comfort and was able to relax in a public place as I re- as I remembered that young man saying to me, "We're not all bad, sweetie." Because what that meant to me is that everybody's not trying to hurt you. Everybody's not going to stand back and, and, and watch you be hurt and not say anything. Everybody's not in agreement with what's happening to you. Reuben, the oldest brother of Joseph, could not stand to see his father's heart broken, nor would he consent to be party in a murder. So in the pit, Joseph went after they stripped him of the coat that their father had given him. You might not remember, but it was a coat of many colors. I read it was a very beautiful coat. Jacob would immediately recognize that coat, and that would be their proof that an animal had attacked their little brother. The pit, however, led to Joseph's rescue from the pit and a certain death to becoming a slave in the king's palace. It was not just any king, but the king of the Ishmaelites. As I thought about that, I thought, hmm, that might have been Isaac's half-brother, which would have made him Joseph's great-uncle. See how God knows how to work things around? Verse 26 says, Judas said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hunting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelites, traitors. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites, who were Midianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver, and the traders took him to Egypt. If we hadn't already read the end of the story, this would be a pretty interesting plot, don't you think? This looks like a horrible time in the family of Jacob, the trickster. Remember, Jacob was the one who, Sold his brother's birthright. He was the one who conspired with his mother to to make his dad give him the blessing instead of his brother Esau. Now his brother, his his boys, his own boys, Jacob's own boys, were playing a trick on him, like he had played a trick on his dad. But God had a plan. The story reads that Joseph ends up in the king's palace as a slave. The king's wife liked the looks of this 17-year-old boy and wanted him for her lover. Joseph's integrity and character shows up, and he refuses her wish, which leads to her lying on him. The lie landed Joseph in prison, where he was destined to remain, for only God knew how long. Just long enough for God to set up the next plan for God's people and to fulfill God's promise to Abraham. earlier in the book of Genesis, God said to Abraham, Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in the land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed four hundred years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. Notice God talked to Abraham in his sleep. In prison, Joseph meets the baker and the cupbearer. They each have dreams that Joseph interprets for them by God's wisdom. As each one is about to be released, Joseph asks that they remember him to the king, that he too might be released. Both promised to get him out and neither kept their promise until two years later, when God used the next dream to work his plan. This one was sent to the Pharaoh. Who would interpret the dream? God sent Pharaoh a dream so that Pharaoh could call on somebody to interpret the dream. And the cupbearer just happened to be in the number of those who was hearing the king ask for an interpreter for his dream. The cupbearer stepped forward and said, some time ago, you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night, the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he told us what each of our dreams meant. And everything happened just as he had predicted I was restored to my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. And the king sins for Joseph. So Joseph's dream ended him up, started him out in a pit. From the pit, he got sold into slavery, which got him into the king's palace. His good looks got him into prison. And now, because God's still working with him, and God's still working a plan, Joseph ends up now being called to the palace once again, only this time God's got another plan at work. We don't know how God will use our hardships, our betrayal, or our disappointment to turn what looks like a hopeless situation around for us. Think about it. Think about all of the mistreatment you've endured all of the pain you've been forced to endure, all of the sleepless nights you've been forced to live through. Think about all of the ways you've had to perform in spite of lack of sleep and pain. Think about it. Think about all of the good friends you've lost. And some of us have lost marriages. Some of us have lost family relations. Think about it. All that we've lost. And yet, for Joseph, God was working a plan. And we have to believe that God's working a plan for us too. Remember Romans 8.28, Paul says, and we know, and we know. This is this is one of the ways that we know. We can go back through the Old Testament and look at all the times. God turned around what looked like a hopeless situation. And we know, all things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord and those who are the calls according to his purpose. So Joseph is brought from the prison to the palace, and there he interprets the king's dream. The king told Joseph his problem, and Joseph told the king that only God could help him. Isn't it a good feeling when when we're talking to people sharing our testimony? They may be talking to us about their problems with their trials or their, their other issues and situations, and we look at them and say, only God. I'm here only because of God. And only God can bring you through what you're going through, and he wants to. So turning to God, Joseph received an interpretation of the king's dream. Here I'm reminded of a scripture verse that says, It is God who is all the while at work causing you to want to and to do his good pleasure. And it's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So the king told Joseph his dream. Joseph came back and gave the king the answer. The answer was that in seven years, that Egypt was about
1: to have seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of drought. And then Joseph tells the king that famine will destroy the land. He says, this
5: famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. Well, you know, sometimes I can feel like that. Sometimes you might feel like it. You might feel like you've been in this situation of torture and terrorization and and traumatization so long, you can't remember what it was like when you had a good life. Thank God for pictures. Because I heard that one time that we we take pictures the most when our life is going good. So if you've got any pictures, I'm, I'm willing to believe that those pictures might remind you of the good times, of the good days, of the days before the persecution and the traumatization began. Therefore, Joseph said to Pharaoh, you need to find somebody who can take care of your land, so Pharaoh called for his people and his, his his leaders, and he said, "Find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one fifth of all the crops during the seven good years, having them gathered all the food produced in the good years or so the just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses." Store it away and guard it so that the food won't get away from you. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land. Pharaoh told Joseph the dream. Joseph told Pharaoh the plan of God. And the intelligent and wise man that was placed in charge of the land was Joseph. Just what if? President Trump was to call for the prayer warriors to sit in a special cabinet to advise him of the things of God. And just what if he heard about Minister Juanita or Sister Wanda? Just what if he heard Brother Jay pray our to call this afternoon? And he said, I don't know where those people are, but I need them in my cabinet. And just what if God starts sending him dreams that he can't understand and nobody can interpret but you three? This is the kind of God we serve. It was the interpretation of the dreams that God had sent to disturb the Pharaoh that brought Joseph to the next position. as was the plan of God all alone. Remember God's conversations with Abram? And so Joseph is put in a place. Of prominence, I'm sure I've worn you out by now with, with this, this dream thing, right? However, the best was yet to come. That drought was what God used to reunite Joseph with his family. The brothers came to Egypt looking for food. There they met their brother who at the time was not known to them. The brother knew in his heart that this was his family and he wanted to have the rest of his family with him. So he sent for their father. The entire nation of Israel is fed and kept in Egypt with Joseph, who is where Jacob and Joseph, which is where Joseph and Jacob die. Thus, Israel becomes slaves in Egypt, just as God had predicted to Abram many years ago. The most significant part of this story is the forgiveness
1: and the favor that Joseph gave to his brothers, even though they had caused him such pain and suffering. Remember, all things were working together
5: for the good of those that loved God, and that was his children, Israel. Joseph did not immediately reveal his identity to his brothers. However, after the death of Jacob, their father, the brothers expected to receive the full of Joseph's Anger Instead of fury the brothers received forgiveness Joseph replied Don't be afraid of me Am I God that I can punish you And like it or not We have to do the same thing with our perpetrators We have to do the same thing With those who betray us We have to do the same thing With our backbiters and those who ostracize us It's not ours to punish Anyone Joseph went on and said to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. Another translation says, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. I love it. I had a friend, a very dear friend, who used to say the devil always overplays his hand. You know why he overplays his hand? Because he doesn't know the plan of God. He knows just from looking where God may be taking us. But he doesn't know the ultimate end of what God intends for us. So Joseph said to his brothers, no, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. The most important dream to the world today is the dream that God sent to Joseph. This time, this Joseph was Mary's husband. Joseph would have divorced Mary when he found out that she was pregnant, but God sent an angel to him in a dream that the pregnancy was of God. After Jesus was born, God sent two more dreams. One to tell Joseph to take his family to Egypt. There's Egypt again, so that Herod could not kill Jesus. And another to tell him that Herod was dead and that he could return home. I hope you're noticing the the ways, the many different messages that God can send to one in a dream. I miss the dreams that I know God would send to me because man has decided to play in my consciousness. But thank you, Jesus, man can't make me not have my God. Man can't take away my salvation or the plan of salvation that came to me as a result of Jesus, the Christ. So this child whom God sent dreams to announce his conception and dreams to confirm his purpose ended up on a tree on a hill called Calvary. This child named Jesus also gave his life to save much people, not just people but nations alive. Only this time, it was for eternal fellowship with the creator of the world, God himself. So what happens when your dreams are challenged by the devil and his agents? How do we keep holding on to the dreams that God has placed within us? God's dreams, as we have seen today, contains God's plans, sometimes for elevation, sometimes for announcement of God's kingdom, sometimes just to bless you. I say fight for your dreams. Joseph never forgot the dreams, and God fulfilled them in
1: God's Time Amen Thank you Father Father we do indeed thank you for your word God I ask you now to seal it For us God continue
5: to minister to us By your spirit The individual meaning That you want us to take from this message About the dream The dreams that you use Over and over and over And over to get your message across, to set your plan in action, to assure man that you are still in charge and in control. Thank you, Father, that we have dreams. Even today, God, each of us have dreams. Dreams of seeing our children and our grandchildren do well. We have dreams, oh God, of fulfilling the call of God in our lives. We have dreams, oh God, of having back the homes that we lost or the, the jobs that we had or the finances, oh, God, that we've been robbed of. Most importantly, oh, God, we have dreams of being used for your glory. Thank you, oh, God, for choosing us to use us in this hour, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Now, there may be
5: someone who has listened to the message and think, well, I'm in that place now. I've got this one, this one, and this one waiting to stab me in the back. I've got this one, this one, and this one who would throw me in a pit and a movie. I've got this one, this one, and this one who have walked off and left me alone. I want to encourage you that God never leave you alone. That's a promise. Amen. And when you take advantage of the promises accepting Jesus Christ, God is Jesus is the eternal promise that God made to us. He's the eternal promise that you will not be
1: in He's the one who is able to mute your phone, whoever that is with me. Noise in the
5: background. If you could just mute your phone. He's the one who is able to keep us from falling in those traps of the adversary and staying there. I invite you to accept Jesus, to join the family of God through the vehicle that Jesus became for us at Calvary. If you would like to do so, pray with me this prayer. Lord God, I realize that I can't save myself. I realize that I have not lived the life that has been pleasing unto you. And I thank you that as I have heard Jesus die for my sin and the Holy Spirit comes to strengthen me that I will not sin, I accept the free gift of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for accepting me in your family. Thank you, Father, for offering Jesus as my exchange, as, as the exchange, for my sin, thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you just right come with me, I invite you to write to us at Refuge from Storm at AOL.com. That's Refuge from Storm at AOL.com. We'll be happy to get in contact with you and to explain with you more fully. About the decision that you've made And to pray with you and minister to you About your needs Amen Sister Juanita
1: I'm going to let you do the benediction If you would I'm sorry I was just checking I was just checking I had a friend
5: that was going to try and come on I was just checking to see if there was a song
6: um, what's your friend's name, Millicent? She's from Tennessee. Okay, we have I, a, we have a Reverend Kenneth R. Jenkins who's
1: <clears throat> online and he's saying good evening. Good evening, Reverend Jenkins. Thank you for joining us. Amen. What what state what state are you from? He hasn't typed anything.
6: Oh, and now it says that he has just left the chat. Oh, okay.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
5: Would you like to bless us with a song, Cassandra? Do you have a song where your heart? Oh.
1: <laughs> well, um... Mhm. Well I, I, I do have something. Um
6: let's see. Um there's a song that I like. It's called Purpose. Mm-hmm.
1: Good. Um Okay, I have something. Um this is called Purpose by a young lady named
6: Spencer Baker. Please bear with me. Amen. Okay. My purpose is to praise you. My longing is to worship you. My life's desire. Is to live for you I worship you For the mighty things you do I worship you Cause in spite of all my misery And all the things I cannot see I know that I can call out your name. My purpose is to praise you. My longing is to worship you. My life's desire is to live for you. Great.
5: Coming to you tonight is our um, emotional wellness support group. The holiday time is coming up, um, the, and we want to be of a support to those of you and those you may know who's going through. You know the the, the times of depression and the times of frustration and anguish. Uh, generally, torture increases during holiday times, and people don't know where to turn. So. I definitely want them to be able to turn to us on, on this Tuesday night, and preferably every other Tuesday night through the holiday season. Anyway, we'll be on the on the call. There are there are people in our community who are also also have social work and counseling background. Minister Juanita has some background. Uh, uh, Minister Carolyn, um, Elder Elder Carolyn Cunningham. Has some background there. Um, Angie Pittman has some background. So we're going to all come together and support one another and support you through this holiday season. So I invite you and encourage you to join us on this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. for our emotional wellness support group. We'll be talking about topics that relate to the holiday season, uh, maybe continuing on loneliness. We'll have the lines open so that we can have a little bit of dialogue. You can ask questions and and we can see uh our way through this holiday season together. So I encourage you to join us. Thank you again, everyone who participated in the in the uh prayer uh time. I, I noticed that um Sister Gloria has put uh some information in there about the watches the uh, in prayer. I encourage you to get those and look at them, make yourself familiar with them, use them. You know, we get awakened all during the night, at all hours of the night. We can make any of those hours a watch of prayer. Um, I encourage you to do that. Find the strength that comes to us as we seek God and God's presence through prayer and communion that way. Thank you again. Uh, Minister Juanita.
4: Amen. With all hearts and minds, are. Um, Ready. We pray, may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen, amen, and amen.
5: Amen. Now, if any of you would like to have personal, uh, personal prayer time, personal ministry, stay on the line after Sister Cassandra ends the recording, and we will be happy to pray with you.
1: Recording now. Yes, if you if you end it now, that's great.